Uh, welcome back. So uh, another day, another superstar has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. We're just we're used to it at this point, so it's not even worth getting all up in arms about. But this time it's Kyrie Irving. This is the first time he has really requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. And um, as one of the tweets on the screen says, this is the third time in the past year that a Nets superstar has requested a trade. I mean, James Harden was just about a year ago. Over the summer was Kevin Durant. I think that was June 30th. And then... Today, it's Kyrie Irving, which came out of nowhere. I was, you know, eating my Jersey Mike's sub at lunchtime, and, you know, all of a sudden the Shams tweet comes up, you know, breaking Brooklyn Nets. I'm thinking Nas Reed, Nas Reed, or Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma. And then you see Nets Kyrie Irving has requested it. Like, what? Like, how did this even happen? And, like, you thought things were going so well, and, you know, they weren't going well. And ever since Kyrie came back from this, uh, you know, suspension for the thing he posted on his uh, story, he was suspended the seven, eight games, whatever it was. He's came back and has been phenomenal ever since. And even with Kevin Durant out, I think they're now four and seven without KD or something like that, which isn't great, but it's much better than they were last year without him. So I thought things were going in the right direction, but the problem seems to be that when the Nets offered Kyrie a contract extension, it did offer some stipulations or incentives, whatever you want to call it. And Kyrie feels that he's a player that should have a fully guaranteed contract. And when you're putting up the numbers Kyrie's putting up, you can't blame him. On the court, Kyrie is pretty much as close to a superstar as it gets. But, of course, he's not the most dependable or reliable guy based on his injuries in the past. I know some of those were just kind of freak accidents like the Giannis one in the playoffs. But you also had Kyrie just taking a leave for a couple weeks back in the 2020-21 season right before the Nets traded for Harden. So, yeah, Kyrie has been kind of unreliable at times. I do get that. But on the floor, the guy is definitely a max contract type player. So if you're the Nets, I don't know why they're playing with fire here. I don't get it. Um, ownership's pissing me off. I mean, Joe Sy is not known by a lot of people. I know the Nets are not the biggest team in, in the media. They only are because of the players on their team. Nobody cared about the Nets before those guys came here. But the Nets owner, Joe Sy, who I think has been here for like three or four years now, has got to be low-key one of the worst owners in sports. I mean, I know that like James Dolan gets all the attention here, rightfully so. But what that man has done, and even the Nets GM, Sean Marks, who I made a video like three, four years ago. It was the same summer we got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, so summer of 2019. I made a video titled, How Sean Marks Saved the Brooklyn Nets. And now it's like, it's been a complete 180 ever since. Ever since the Harden trade, our GM has been crap. Like, the worst. He's been terrible. That man has not had one hit ever since the James Harden trade. Like, just the past couple years, he has done everything in his power to waste the prime of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And yeah, some of these things the past couple years have been out of the Nets' control. Whether it is the vaccine mandate, you can say to yourself, oh, Kyrie should have just got the shot. I mean, I think it's his body, his choice. Um, I support his decision still. And, of course, injuries. Injuries were a big part of it, too. You had, you know, James Harden in the playoffs, went down with the hamstring. The Nets went up 2-0 in that series. And then Kyrie turns his ankle. The Nets losing seven in overtime to the Bucks in round two. And, you know, two big injuries to your two of your best three players, that cost the Nets their season. In a season where I think if they stayed healthy, they would have won the finals. And then last year comes around, Harden never fully recovers from his hamstring. You have Kyrie out for half the year because of the home the home games and the vaccine mandates and that whole, you know, cluster you know what. 
And then hard, you know, then KD goes down with the first MCL injury. And then a month later, James Harden's in Philly. And you have Ben Simmons here who's not going to play for the entire year. So, you know, you go into the summer and then KD requests his trade. And then, you know, Nash gets fired when the season starts. And then here you are. You're just in this weird spot again where Kevin Durant's out. Same injury as last year. And it seems it seems like every time KD goes out, these guys just like lose their shit and like they just can't compose themselves. I don't I don't know what it is. I get KD's great, but like why can't these guys survive without KD for a month? It just doesn't make sense. The Nets don't have the best supporting cast. They don't. I mean, I saw them against Boston the other night. That game was over in five minutes. The Nets don't have the best role players. They were without Ben Simmons. They were without Kevin Durant. They were without uh, TJ Warren, which they are important pieces. They add size, length, all that stuff. But, I mean, they were down like 30 points in the first quarter to Boston. It was that bad. And that's without Marcus Smart. So, yeah, the Nets, I mean, just coming off that loss and seeing the Kyrie news today, um, it's just a constant back and forth. It, it's a roller coaster with this team. As I always say, like one week, you'll feel pretty good about the position the Nets are in. Like, think about it. Just like a month ago, the Nets were in a great spot. They were, you know, on that big ass winning streak. They won 18 out of 20 games. They were one of the hottest teams or the hottest team in basketball. And then eventually Durant gets hurt. You know, Ben Simmons. I listen, I don't even know what to say about Ben Simmons anymore. Like my main focus, I was going to make a Nets video today. I was planning on it. My main focus was going to be Sean Marks making trades at the deadline because this is a massive trade deadline for Brooklyn and also Ben Simmons because it came out like around, I don't know, 9 or 10 a.m. today that Ben Simmons knee MRI came back completely clean and it's like I'm just I'm getting fed up with the guy. Like I've I've been pretty, you know, easy going with Ben the entire year as compared to some people and some Nets fans. But um if you're not frustrated with Ben Simmons by now, I don't know how you're not because it's been like the the worst experience possible. Um you know, the man had a stretch of about 5 games where he looked really good. You know, Ben Simmons, I forget what his numbers were. I don't know where I put my phone. It's probably somewhere else, but um there was like a 5 game stretch a couple months ago where Ben Simmons was looking like kind of the old Ben Simmons it was like 14 points per game and like you know nine assists per game eight rebounds per game like it was good enough like I was taking that right the past month or so in the games he has played in Ben Simmons has looked completely awful and looks like he doesn't want to be there and then of course the other night the last game he played he gets poked in the eye and then leaves the game with the knee injury and has not played since and I think he is questionable for tomorrow's game and That'll be interesting, and I do think Kyrie, so far, it seems like he's going to play tomorrow, so I'm actually looking forward to that and how he looks and how awkward it may be. And I know there was that stupid report, I think it was from Woj, about, like, you know, he doesn't know how Kyrie can walk back into the locker room. It doesn't make sense. Like, I think every Nets player in the locker room completely gets where Kyrie's coming from. I, I do think that Kyrie, as I said, has played well enough to get himself a fully guaranteed max deal. And for him to be pissed off about it and request a trade, the owner of the Nets clearly does not love Kyrie. There, there's something there, whether it's the vaccine stuff and kind of costing them the season that year or whatever it was. I don't know. Like I think Joe Sy, the Nets owner, just has a problem. There's just a big like power struggle between these guys. And whether it's Sy or KD or Kyrie, the Nets owner's a billionaire. He's new to like, you know, owning an American sports team. He does not like being like shown up by these guys, these these athletes. He doesn't like that. He wants it to be like his way. And he does not want to have these players running his team. But when you took over here and took over a team that had megastars on it, you know, like Kevin Durant had his own freaking movie 
Kyrie Irving had his own movie, Uncle Uncle Drew. What was the KD one? Thunderstruck? It was Thunderstruck, Uncle Drew, and James Harden. I mean, his life is pretty much a movie in itself. So you had three megastars when you got here, and you thought these guys were just going to, like, listen to you because, oh, I have money, I own the team. Like, they're not going to change. These guys are in their 30s. They're stuck in their ways. They've been in this league for over 10 years. Like, they're not going to completely, like... He wants them to act like this is the 2019 Nets with D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert. It's not the same team, man. Like, you have... This is a different level of player. And I just don't think the Nets knew how to handle these personalities. They did a great job of attracting those guys here, making this team good enough to acquire or, you know, uh, sign Kevin Durant and sign Kyrie Irving. Because a few years prior to that, the Nets were a complete dumpster fire, winning 20 games per year, and they had no future ahead of them. But then they got out of it, thanks to Sean Marks. But then once they got these, you know, superstar players, everything's been bad. Just about everything. You know, they had that one year against Milwaukee once again, where I thought they had a very good chance of winning the finals. Unfortunately, a couple of injuries happened to their main guys, and it didn't happen. There's, there's, there's too many excuses at this point. Like, the they always say like it starts from the top and i always see people that you know are anti katie anti Kyrie. they want to just completely blame the players and take everything away from the ownership but that's not really how it is i think ownership has been very difficult this entire time for like no reason the simple thing to do would just be give Kyrie the fully guaranteed contract for four years or even three years and line his contract up with kd and be on your way I don't see what's difficult about that, right? I don't get it. You're a you're, you know, billion-dollar owner, more than a billion, multi-billion-dollar owner. Like, I don't see why you're not giving Kyrie this contract. And even if it goes south, I mean, someone t- said this in Net Spaces before on Twitter. It's true. You, you see terrible contracts traded all the time. I mean, Russell Westbrook got traded like three times in the past two or three years, you know, from going from OKC to the Wizards, or actually, no, going from Houston, right, to the Wizards, and then going to uh, the Lakers. Like, he's been traded three times. That's like one of the worst contracts in basketball, if not the worst. I mean, Ben Simmons is getting there, too. You can trade anybody. You can. It's, It's more difficult, but you can trade any type of contract. John Wall, who's making like a lot, I think he was making like 50 mil last year or something, or 40 something mil. He got traded too. Like teams will take these guys. Like there's always a team out there looking to take um, you know, big contracts if they get assets back. That's that's kind of how it is. As Nets fans, we know that. When Sean Mark when Sean Marks first took over the Nets, he was doing that, but doing it in the opposite way where the Nets were taking the bad contracts and assets back. And, you know, that's why they traded for Mozgov in the Delo trade. And they got um, Damari Carroll, Alan Crabb, guys like that. That's why the Nets did that stuff. So even if the Kyrie contract a year or two from now goes to complete shit, you can still trade him. You can get rid of that contract. But for some reason, no, Joe Sy, the mighty Joe Sy, can't, you know, I just don't get it. I it just pisses me off. They're just being like the ownership is so ignorant. The Nets GM, I don't even trust this guy anymore. Sean Marks, I don't know how he still has a job. You know, of course, you guys remember that in the offseason, Kevin Durant demanded that Sean Marks and Steve Nash would be fired. Of course, they started the year with both those guys still on the team. Nash left after you know six seven games, but Sean Marks is still here. And as I said, the past two three years, Sean Marks has been probably. One of the worst GMs in basketball. 
He's made some nice moves. Of course, like the Utah Watanabe, that was a good find out of nowhere. Um, could have been some dumb luck too, but you know the Nick Claxton contract was very good. Although the Nets almost traded him last offseason or last uh, trade deadline, like a year ago, there were definitely rumors about Claxton going to like Toronto or something. So thank God they didn't pull that off. But yeah, the guy's been an awful GM. Our owner's awful as well. Um, and yeah, some of it's on the players. I get it. Like, you know, these guys have not been durable. You know, KD's been out a lot. You know, the first year he played, it was, the, you know, of course, he missed the entire first year with the Achilles recovery, but they signed up for that. They knew about that. The second year, KD was here. He missed, I don't know, like 15, 20 games with a hamstring issue. And, you know, it was Harden and Kyrie for a lot of those games, and they went on a big run without KD, so that was fun to watch. And then once KD got back, that's when Harden's hamstring stuff came up. So he was out for a while. You know, Kyrie gets hurt in the playoffs. And then Kyrie misses, you know, most of the, the next year with the vaccine stuff. Like, they just never had any type of continuity. And we know about that. Like, you know, the big three for the Nets with Harden only played 16 games together. And I think the big three now with Ben Simmons, if you even want to call it that, two and a half men, whatever you want to call it, um, they've already played more games together than the, you know, James Harden reiteration of the big three. So... It's kind of sad, but, you know, with Ben Simmons, I did want to talk about him for a bit, too. What are you going to do with Ben Simmons right now? You know, like, if you do sell Ben Simmons, you're going to get, like, I don't know, maybe one decent role player. You're not getting a lot for Ben Simmons. In my opinion, the best thing to do here might just be to hold on to him. You know, if he's committed to really trying to come back and play basketball for this team, which I don't know if he is or not, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, what type of conversations they have. But if Ben Simmons tells you, like, I want to play for this team, I want to be here for this playoff run, then I think you run it. Like, you you keep him here because right now you're not getting anything of value for, for Ben Simmons. And that's also the problem with Kyrie. Not many other teams out there are going to give you a giant return for Kyrie Irving. And I love Kyrie. He's my favorite player. But if we got a great return for Kyrie, I'd be fine letting him go because I'm a Nets fan. I like the team. It's not about the players. Um, so if the Nets, you know, hypothetically got this great return, like let's say Phoenix wanted Kyrie for, uh, you know, and we got like Chris Paul and, I don't know, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson. I don't know, like just some trade like that. Like, sure, all right, now I'm interested, but... You know, the Nets won't get anything like that. They won't. I mean, I feel like the best package they may get is, like, from the Mavericks, like a Dorian Finney-Smith and, like, some other dude in the first-round pick. Like, that might be the best possible uh, trade package for Kyrie. So if you're the Nets, like, just keep him. That's your best shot of winning a title, which is it should be all about that with KD on your roster at 34 years old. Like, if you're not here to win win a title then just blow up the team. Just trade the stars and, and start over. Like, if you're not committed to winning a championship right now, then there's no reason to prolong this. Just blow it up right now and, and give KD to a team that wants him, get a great return for him, get a decent return for Kyrie. You know, maybe you keep Ben here because he's 26, or maybe you get rid of him too. I don't know. But um, And admit you failed and moved on or, and move on. That's it. That's pretty much all you can do. Or on the flip side, which is what I'd rather do, is you go all in and try to win right now where you basically, you know, you find somebody out there, whether it's John Collins or I don't know, Kuzma is the guy I want, but I don't think Kuzma's getting traded right now. The Wizards have won like six in a row. But, you know, even John Collins, if you want to trade Joe Harris and some other dude and get John Collins, like maybe that will spark this team enough. It'll hurt, it'll hurt your shooting, it'll hurt your spacing, but I don't know. 
Like maybe it works. I have no idea. You know, the Nets definitely need some type of size because when they play a team like Boston, they look like little kids out there against them. It's it's not fun to watch. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't have much else to say honestly. It's like just another Nets video of just talking about stuff that you cannot believe, and being a, a fan of this team is exhausting. That's the best way I can put it. It's it's definitely exhausting. I'm not out there playing, but it's exhausting being a fan. Like just not only as a sports fan is it stressful enough to watch your team play. But with this team comes all the off uh, the off the court baggage and things like that, all the distractions. That part's even worse. Like you, you know, a few days ago it was all, oh Ben Simmons, you know, does he want to play anymore? It's the worst contract in basketball. And you know, then today it's Kyrie, and it's just like it just never ends. I just can't take it. Like, you know, as much as I want to say just pull the plug, like at the same time I do realize that if this team does get their guys back, like they can play very well and hopefully compete for a championship. Like I. I still don't think they can get past Boston. I hope I'm wrong, but, like, you you have the roster to do it. You have to make a few tweaks. You know, we were, I was going to come on here today and talk about getting Josh Hart and Nas Reed, and now we're talking about possibly trading Kyrie before the deadline. So, I think for Kyrie, ultimately, this was a wake-up call to the Nets. I don't think Kyrie wants to be traded. I don't. I think Kyrie wants to stay in Brooklyn. He has said that plenty of times. The, um, the Woj article said it today. He wants to be in Brooklyn. He just thinks the Nets are being a bit disrespectful with these negotiations and not giving Kyrie what he deserves. So it is what it is. That's pretty much the situation right now. But yeah, the Nets play tomorrow, I think, right? Tomorrow, Saturday against the Wizards. We'll see if Kyrie plays. It seems like he might right now. I hope he does. And uh, hopefully they can get that win coming off the very embarrassing loss at Boston. So anyway... That'll do it. Leave in the comments, what do you think happens here? As I said, I think Kyrie does stick around for the rest of this year. And a lot can happen over the next few months. And we'll see what happens at that point. Maybe he leaves in the offseason. But to me, it's worth sticking it out. The Nets had a chance last year to stick it out with Harden. But they decided to kind of like panic last minute and trade Harden for Ben Simmons, who has not played in half a year at that point, and Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and a couple firsts. And it wasn't the worst return in the world, but I think based on how Ben Simmons looks right now, you honestly would rather have just kept James Harden and see if the Nets could have, you know, made a run in the playoffs. And I doubt they would have beat Boston at that point, but, you know, still, they, they definitely would have been in a better spot as compared to Ben Simmons sitting on the bench in the Boston series last year when they got swept. So I think this time you learn from your mistakes, you hang on to Kyrie for this year, and you just, you know... Go about it day by day. It's cliche, but you take it day by day. Get to the summer, renegotiate, reevaluate, see where your roster's at, see how the playoffs ended, and take it from there. Don't make any stupid decisions now that you're gonna uh, that you're gonna regret, which kind of happened with the Ben Simmons stuff. So, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys next time.